Straight up. Pay him. Pay that man his money. Show me the money! I need to feel you, Jerry! Show me the money! Jerry, you better yell! Show me the money! We like, like the juice, juice huh? Yeah. Juice is good. Very good. So good. This is the Cashin' Out Podcast. I'm Scotty Vegas, joined by Moneyline. Mark Anthony Rothman is out sick this week, so hopefully he'll he'll feel better and he'll be back with us next Monday. But I, I want to talk, Mark, a little bit uh, about something called greed because I will tell you, I was greedy yesterday in my uh, NFL parlay that I did. So I put together two parlays. I, I, I actually used two different betting sites and I put together almost the same parlay in both sites. And uh, so what I did was on the second site, I added in the uh, the Bills and the uh, plus three and a half against the Buccaneers. So got a little bit greedy and, and threw that in there. And, you know, midway through that game, halfway through the game, I'm like, okay, well, there's no chance that the Bills get this to plus three and a half. Uh, they're getting blown out. I think they were down 21 at the half. So pretty much gave up on it, Mark. And then the Bills start coming back, okay? They make this unbelievable comeback. It ends up going into overtime. And I've got the Bills at plus three and a half. And it ends up Tampa Bay scores a touchdown to win the game by six. And even though I won one nice, sizable parlay, all I can think about is that one bad beat, which is the loss of the Bills game. Mark, isn't that unbelievable? I mean, I I literally, I won a few thousand dollars yesterday, and all I can think about is it should have been a heck of a lot more. It's heartbreaking. You know, when you do a parlay and you have multiple things that have to happen and you lose on something like that, it's, it's heartbreaking. Yeah, I mean, it's it's all you think about. And, you know, I went to bed last night, and I'm like, okay, well, I should be thinking that I'm up. A, I think I, I ended up being up about, about three grand on the day. And all I'm thinking about is, wow, it, it should have been six. It should have been seven grand. And, you know, it's just, uh, it's a funny way that that's the funny thing about sports betting. Even though I won for the day, I feel like I lost because of that, uh, that weird comeback. But I hear Mark that you are on an unbelievable streak. What do you, what have you been doing lately? So, you know, every week when, when I do the money line picks on the other show, uh, I always, you know, actually bet those. And, you know, the people listening out there, if you're picking and choosing, you know, the games we recommend and picking the right ones, you've probably made quite a bit of money this year. Um, but last week I happened to hit all three, so that was nice. I had the Chargers, Pats, and Washington football team that all won in a parlay, and that, that you know, had a nice payout. That was 10-1, to one, right? Yeah. So yeah. That, that, was, that was pretty nice. And then, uh, you know, I had a couple of friends over on Friday night you know, we're just watching game. You know, we got we look at what NBA games are on that night. Obviously, the Cavs are on. And then I was looking at at the Brooklyn Nets game, and I couldn't figure out why they were underdogs. You know, so I started doing some research, and I know they've had some injuries and stuff, and that could be why. But I, I just couldn't. I mean, they're number one in the East. You know, et cetera, et cetera. I just couldn't believe they were underdogs. So I ended up taking uh, the Cavs at minus one and a half. 
and then I took the over of 110, and then I also put in the, the uh, Brooklyn Nets money line because it didn't make sense why they're underdogs. So I hit on all of those, so that was pretty nice. Good games to watch, too. Um, Cavs are actually pretty strong this year. And then uh, Saturday night, <clears throat> from, yeah, Saturday night I was uh, looking and I saw that the, the Jackets were playing at Seattle, and I saw they were underdogs. So I'm like, you know, the over-under was, uh, I believe, five and a half. So I took the over on the, on the, on the goals and then I, uh, or points, and then I added CBJ money line to that and had a nice payout there too. So, yes, to your point, definitely been hot this last two weekends. Nice. Um, yeah, so good. Yeah, I, I will tell you, I, I feel like, you know, everybody kind of, uh, it feels like in the middle of the season, everybody was like, gosh, the NFL is impossible to bet. And I felt that way too. It was like we were seeing a lot of weird results. But I don't know about you, Mark, but at this point, I feel like we're we're at a point where uh, these teams are starting to separate, right? The really bad teams are really shitty, and you know to bet against them. And the really good teams, you know that they're going to win and they're going to show up. Like, like, for example, Kansas City yesterday. I mean, Kansas City was a team who I put in both of my parlays, and I felt really good about it because I think now's the point in the season where Kansas City is like, okay, now we're playing for seeding. Now we're playing to get that number one seed. And I just feel like they're going to separate. They're going to separate from a team like the Raiders, which is not that good. So throwing throwing the Chiefs in makes sense. You know, there's other teams out there that I think are, are starting to separate um, and, and, and know that, look, playoff seeding is on the line. You know, the Buccaneers win yesterday. I feel like there's that separation. I think yesterday a lot of the favorites across the board came through, and I think we're kind of at the point in the season where that makes sense. And, I, you know, as a money line favorites better, I think now is the perfect time because it's not the middle of the season where you see a lot of the upsets. Now's the point where there's that separation. I mean, would you agree with that? Yeah, absolutely. And, and to your point earlier, there was like a four-week stretch that was just very difficult to predict. Yeah. But I think we're past that now. And, I, and I, everything, to your point, is like, you know, Chiefs are just, you know, shredding everybody. So I don't even know how Vegas can put an appropriate line on them. I mean, they're beating everyone and beating them bad. And then, you know, the Packers are also a strong team. I mean, the Bears played a good game last night, but the Packers just too much. You know, they're just scoring whenever they want, really. Yeah, and not only that, but I also, you know, there's that end, and then there's the end of the shitty teams, like the Texans, you know, where it's easy to bet against the Texans, or the Giants, you know, the Giants are are without uh, uh, Daniel Jones, and so I, I just have no faith that the Giants can beat anybody. The Jets, I mean, there are just teams that are so bad that even though they're a 9, 10, 11-point underdog, if you were to throw these teams together, you get a pretty good parlay. So yesterday I did Chiefs, I did uh, New Orleans, and the reason why I took the Saints was uh, Camaro was back and they were going up against an awful Jets team. I took Seattle against the Texans, betting against a, a really awful Houston Texans team without Tyrod Taylor. Uh, I took Denver against Detroit, knowing Det- Detroit is awful and have a bunch mm-hmm. of guys out. And I took the Chargers uh, to win uh, also. So it's like, you know, it, it feels like I put these six together. And I think the, the parlay paid close to, to three and a half to one. 
And it's like, I didn't have to sweat. There was not a single sweat in any of those games. No, I mean, that's easy money when you see, you know, the scheduling gods line things up exactly like that. I mean, you got to jump on it. Yeah. And you got to tell me, Mark, you were in Cleveland. This is a game that uh, <laughs> that was unbelievable. Uh, tell me about the atmosphere. Tell me about the game. And, and did you bet anything on it? Uh, so I did not bet anything on it just because the Browns were favored, which kind of surprised me when I first saw it. But I guess it made sense being at home and the Ravens being a little shaky lately. But did not did not bet on it. But, oh, man, the, the atmosphere was, was totally amazing. Um, you know, and just seeing Miles Garrett get that strip sack and take it in for a touchdown, you know, probably his best play as the Cleveland Brown uh, to see it live was awesome. Uh, you know, and then having the drama of Lamar go down and go into the tent and, and all that was right in front of me. So that was kind of interesting to watch all that unfold. And then really just the game itself, you know, just dominating the first half Cleveland, you know, everyone in that stadium, you know, has been through so much as Browns fans, uh, you know, no one was too confident at halftime. Let's just say, you know, the, the bathroom conversations that take place for most of the people, <laughs> you know, concerned and, and stuff like that about the second half. And, and sure enough, you know, the Ravens came back and, you know, Baker threw that pick, basically gifted it to them. And, you know, there was, couldn't get the run game going, you know, all that stuff. But, you know, the, the, the big thing I walk away with is obviously Miles Garrett, you know, best play, seeing that live. And then we won the game without Nick Chubb doing very well and Kareem Hunt out. So Baker did enough to win. He had that big mistake on the pick, but he did enough to win and, you know, the defense really stepped up and, you know, it, it just felt good to, to walk out of there with a win. And then, you know, the stars kind of aligned in the other games too, because um, the Bengals did lose. So the Browns are now in second place, one game out of first. And, you know, everyone was throwing them in, in the trash as Baker likes to say a couple of weeks ago. And here they are right in the thick of things. Now this, I mean, the end of that game was crazy because uh, the Ravens and, and you were at the game, so you didn't hear this conversation, but um, you know, they were talking about on the broadcast that Justin Tucker, I think had failed on, I, I forget exactly the number. I think it was like 24 straight onside kicks. Uh, he had, he had never had one recovered basically. And of course, <laughs> uh, right when they said that the, the Ravens recover the onside kick and have the opportunity. And, and by the way, the best, kicker probably in the history of the NFL in mm-hmm. Justin Tucker. So t- take me through that. I mean, were people still in the stands? I mean, I I, I know that people at, at, at one point, you know, it looked like this was just going to be a comfortable win. Uh, was the stadium still full at the end? So we were in the, the club section. And um, as I was mentioning you earlier, it was probably 10 degrees colder where we were sitting just because of where the sun was and it wasn't hitting us at all. So I went uh, up there to, to grab a beverage and uh, right before the onside kick, and there was a ton of people sitting inside, you know, where the, the bar area is and all the TVs and tables. There were more people in there, you know, watching indoors than outside at the seat. So that was, that was kind of interesting. But, oh, man, the anxiety um, of, you know, of course, the onside kick only to the Browns, right, that that happens. And then uh, just – 
everybody jumping up and down when we want. I mean, it was just a roller coaster of emotion the last two minutes of the game. Yeah, definitely. Definitely a fun watch and uh, keeps the division wide open, especially with uh, Lamar uh, and the injury there and and, the, and obviously the Bengals losing in overtime. So what a what a ridiculous day <laughs> again yeah. in that division. But all right, let's switch. Yeah, go ahead. Oh, last year too, I, I don't know if you remember the the uh, Ravens game at Cleveland. We were at that one too, the back and forth, the Lamar Poo game. Yeah, yes. <laughs> so we we were at that one too. So just two great games when those two teams play. It's it's always a good show. Yep, yep. Uh, all right, let's switch gears. Let's go towards college football now, and I want to specifically talk because bowl games start this Friday. And I'm curious because a lot of people to me are like, oh, God, there's just too many bowl games. Uh, don't really like watching them. Bowl games are meaningless other than the in, than the semifinal. And uh, how, how do you, where do you stand on college football bowl games? I mean, these games start up on Friday. Is this something that you get into right away and watch all of the bowl games or uh, only the big ones? Or where are you on the bowl games? To me, there are so many, um, and some of the sponsors are – I've never even heard of some of the brands even that sponsor some of these. But to me, I, I'm not a obviously a Hallmark movie type of guy, so I'm not sitting around watching those types of shows. And a lot of times during the holidays, there's a lot of that kind of stuff on and not much other entertainment. So to me, it's nice to have guaranteed college football on almost every night now through the end of the holiday. So to me, I love that part of it. Now, am I sitting here getting fired up and researching, you know, each and every game and, you know, can't wait to watch it? I wouldn't say that. You know, if, if the Jackets or uh, Cavs or someone like that are playing, I'll probably flip back to both. But if there's no other sports on any night but there is a bowl game, I'm definitely watching. Yeah, I, I'm the same way. I, I get into it. Um and I think part of the reason I get into it is I like to get into a lot of these bowl pickums, you know, where you're you're putting confidence points on bowl games. So I'll be watching Friday at noon when when Toledo and Middle Tennessee State get together. Um, I'll tell you what, as far as bowl betting goes, I think one thing that I like to do is, especially in bowl games, I really like to take the points a lot of times because you never know which team is going to care and be motivated about being there. So I feel like there's there's opportunity with some of these to pull off some upsets and and things like that. So uh, that's kind of what I like, uh, you know, about bowl week or these these couple of bowl bowl weeks is these interesting matchups and and sometimes you'll get upsets and the high scoring games and things like that. But to me, as far as betting goes, there's a few things that I look for. One, is there going to be any team that's more motivated than the other team? You know, is there a coach that coach that's leaving? Uh, Mm -hmm. Are there players in the transfer portal? Things like that. So I think there there's value out there, but I think the value in bowl games is more. You have to study what is going on off the field more so than uh, what you expect these teams to to be uh, heading into the bowl games. Yeah, absolutely. And and those variables you mentioned. So looking at those, and then even looking at who's going to play, who's not going to play that's entering the draft. You yep. know, when you look at all those factors and making those decisions, it's, it's pretty interesting picking some of these games. And how about Toledo too? Getting the, That's my alma mater. 
getting to go to Nassau, Bahamas for their game on Friday. That's pretty awesome. Hell yes. Now, if you're a college kid and you get to go to any of these bowl games, I mean, there's a ton of different locations, right? Uh, I've seen like Boise, Idaho, and there's like games in, in uh, Montgomery, Alabama. I mean, the fact that you get to go to the Bahamas for your bowl game, I, if you're a Mac school, I don't care about winning the Mac and going to, uh, gosh, I think Northern Illinois is playing in Orlando. I would much rather be Toledo going to uh, Nassau. Absolutely. No oh. question. So both these games uh, are these, these games on Friday. They're both Mac schools. Toledo plays Middle Tennessee State. Uh, Northern Illinois plays Coastal Carolina. I will be tuning in. Are you a, are you a bowl pick guy? Yeah, I'm in, I'm in one just like yours with the confidence points and all that stuff. And it does make it more entertaining, honestly. I mean, whether you're glued to the TV for each game or just, you know, even checking scores remotely from wherever you are, um, it, it's fun to watch. It gives you something that makes it more entertaining for sure. Yep. So let's look now just quickly at the uh, the Rose Bowl. So the line came out. Now, we still don't know exactly who's going to be playing and who might sit out this game. But Ohio State uh, has come out now. They're a six-and-a-half-point favorite right now. Uh, is there a feel one way or the other for you on that game? I think that, I think they're going to win by more than that. I, I know that Ryan, I think Ryan day truly is pissed and all this stuff that happened at the Heisman. I mean, Desmond taking his shots and uh, all that kind of stuff. I just, I, I feel like they're going to win by a lot more than that. I know Utah is tough. I've heard people say that the way their style of play is a, a difficult matchup for Ohio state. I expect uh, at least two of the receivers. I don't think uh, either one of the receivers will play. Do you? Uh, I think there's a chance Olave might, but I think Wilson, I've heard maybe um, Haskell Garrett might be out. Um, yeah, I think there will be a few guys for Ohio State out. I don't think it's that big of a deal. I mean, they play without key players all year, you know, with COVID and injuries and stuff like that. I don't think it's that big of a deal. I really, I like Ohio state by more than more than seven in that game. How about you? Yeah. So my initial feeling Mark was gosh, Utah is going to come into this game motivated and they're playing well. I actually think in this case, Ohio state, it benefits Ohio state that they have had uh, basically more than a month off for this game. So I think that motivation factor is going to be there. Uh, Ryan Day doesn't want to lose to Michigan and then also lose a Rose Bowl. I mean, especially really pretty decent sized favorites in both of those games. So I think I think there will be the motivation there. I think Utah, you know, they were on a high from beating Oregon. I think that'll come down a little bit. So I'm I, I'm with you. I feel like talent wise. Ohio State would just be so much significantly better than Utah. Uh, and, I, you know, I know that there's a question of motivation and who's going to sit out and that kind of thing. Look, if the wide receivers, let's say Wilson and Olave sit out, that's a deep position for Ohio State anyway. So I don't yep. think it would be an enormous loss for those guys to sit out. I don't either. I mean, we're going to see more of uh, Harrison. He's healthy, isn't he, Harrison Jr.? Yep. So see more of him, and and then obviously Smith and Jigba might be the best of the three. I don't know. I mean, Wilson's pretty good, but he's he's a stud. So I I don't think we're really 
you know, we're just so talented and so deep that I, I expect – I mean, I, I think we might beat them by at least two touchdowns. I don't even think it's going to be that close. Yeah. And I think that I think Day wants to stick it to the committee, too. You know, he, he lost to Michigan. He realized he probably shouldn't be in there. But even Notre Dame being ahead of him could be, you know, a little bit of a slight against Ohio State. So I think he really wants to go out and prove something in this game. Yeah. I think the one thing, the one bowl – or the one college football bet, I guess, that I'm really feeling pretty good about now is I like taking, uh, there's a prop bet out there where you can pick the winner of the national championship and who they're going to play in the national championship. So the odds on Alabama defeating Georgia are plus 175, and I really like that, Mark, because honestly, I, I don't see any way that Cincinnati beats Alabama. I just don't. I mean, I could see Michigan maybe beating Georgia, but I would be surprised by that. And then I think Alabama beats Georgia again. So I think the getting plus 175 for that matchup is pretty good value. Um, thoughts on that? And then is is there any value uh, or any other matchup that you would you you could see betting? I really, I mean, that one's definitely the most likely of what's going to happen. You know, I. I wouldn't mind taking a flyer on the money line for Michigan over Georgia plus 260. You know, you throw that in with either the over or under um, and parlay it. And I think you have a, you know, it's a little bit of a long shot, but not that crazy. It could happen. Um, so I, I would like something like that. I think it would be a good value, but no, definitely the one you mentioned most likely scenario. Yeah. And the scenario that you mentioned too, Alabama beating Michigan in the national championship is actually plus five fifty right now. So pretty good value there. If you do think Michigan can pull off the upset, um, because basically you, you told me that um, uh, it's pl- what plus two seventy. Plus two sixty. Okay, plus two sixty. So then, if you think Alabama is going to beat Michigan in the title game, then the plus five fifty uh, on that makes a ton of sense. Yeah, I like that. Maybe even more because I bet it's pretty close if you parlay the over under with Michigan winning that game. Yeah, so I, either one, I, I like both of them. Yeah, I think those are kind of the top choices value wise. All right, before we get to tonight's game, and we're going to build that prop parlay, uh, you and I have already been talking about this, grinding over these stats, uh, looking forward to building the uh, the ultimate parlay for Monday Night Football. I just want to get uh, kind of a gauge of where we are as far as the NFL and who we think most likely to win the Super Bowl at this point. Because the Super Bowl bo- the Super Bowl odds are out. They've been adjusted from from yesterday's games. I think the big headline to me was the Chiefs have now lost a lot of value. So at one point they were uh seven and a half to one uh I'm at one point last week. Now they're down to five to one to win the Super Bowl. Uh, you've got Tampa Bay plus 450. You've got the Green Bay Packers plus 650. You've got the Patriots at seven to one. You've got the Cardinals at seven and a half to one. Bills now are 14 to one. Uh, anything stand out to you out of those? Not really. Um, I still like, I like Green Bay a little bit better than Tampa Bay out of the NFC myself. And I, I think this game, you know, we're, we're going to talk about it in a minute, but this game tonight is critical. You know, who's better between the Cardinals and the Rams? I think that's going to be just huge tonight. 
Yeah, I kind of see tonight as a as a coin flip game. I mean, I, I know the spread's two and a half Arizona. Um, I kind of, uh, I you know, when I try and pick a winner in this one, I, I, I almost see this as 50-50. I really do. I don't have a feel one way or the other to who wins the game. Um, as far as the Super Bowl odds, yeah, I just, I don't like them. I really don't. You know, the, the team that I talked about previously, the Colts, at, uh, you know, 33 to one, I think there's some value there, but now at this point, Mark, I'm just worried that, uh, the chiefs are just too damn good and way better than anybody in the AFC. I mean, is that crazy to think? No, I, I mean, the chiefs and, and the Patriots, I think are definitely probably the two best teams. Now, uh, Josh Allen's banged up for the bills. I just don't, they haven't looked that great the last few weeks anyway. Um, what's, what's the Browns at now for, uh, to go win the AFC. Uh, well, to win the Super Bowl, which is what I've got here, is they are uh, forty to one. To win the AFC, they are sixteen to one. And that forty—you never know. I mean, forty to one—that's that's pretty big, but you never know. Could happen. But to your point, I, I don't see anyone getting by the Chiefs in the AFC. Yeah, they're just head and shoulders above everyone else. Uh, yeah, and I think you, you brought up a good point. Of uh, you know, what about the Patriots? The problem for me about the Patriots is how can they score enough points? How can they how can they score with the Chiefs? I know they've got a good defense, but I don't think they're shutting down the Chiefs. And I don't know if if Mac Jones and in that running game can score enough points to actually win uh, a playoff game there. Yeah, his his even though his win loss record's great, his statistics aren't great, and uh, you know they're not going to be able to get away with running the ball as much as they did. That one game, so I, I agree with you. I just don't think there's enough firepower offensively for them to keep up with the Chiefs. All right, it is time to build our Monday night football prop bet. And you and I were already talking this over, so we're not going to dive into each stat. But uh, you, you've got it built up there, I believe. So what uh, what what are we going with? So we got OBJ four receptions plus OBJ. Uh, 48 yards. We got Hopkins at five receptions, 59 yards. Uh, we got Kyler Murray, 31 plus rushing yards. Stafford with uh, 26 completions, 286 passing yards. Uh, and then we have Stafford with three touchdowns. And uh, that puts us at 45 to one. Okay, 45 to one. See, I like that. Is there anything in there that you don't like? I, I would say the one thing that I'm nervous about, Mark, is is maybe the 31 rushing yards for Murray, but I, I still like that too. Um, I, was, I was staring at the same one of yeah. all the ones I just like there. Um, man, if he he could do that on one run. Yes, he could. Yeah. What if what if we been, took that out? What would that? He hasn't, he hasn't been running as much uh, this year, especially lately. Yeah. Um, if we took Hopkins 31 or I'm sorry, if we took Murray's 31 rushing yards out of there, how, how bad does that uh, bring it down? 28 to one. Okay. So we lose 17. Whew. Boy, that's tricky. What do you think? Do we go for the, do we go big and go for the 45? 
Well, if we do, then we can have a discussion about greed now next week's call. <laughs> That's exactly right. And I, I, I say leave it in. I, I let's leave, leave it, it in. in. Let's leave it in. Okay. We both have been winning lately, so we got yep. some extra money to spend. Let's leave it in there. Uh, and, and, and let's pull the trigger on the 45 to one. Um, so with all these props, do you think the Rams win tonight or do you think the Cardinals win tonight? Well, I, I think the Rams are going to win. I, I, they have to win this game. I think they haven't really clicked lately. I think they put it all together tonight and, and I think they win. Yeah. I, I, I have that feeling too. I have the feeling that the Rams win, but I, I, again, I think it's more of a coin flip game. I guess I just don't fully trust the Cardinals yet. I haven't watched them a ton, and so that might be part of it. Um, and I'm excited because this is a Monday night football game where it feels like you got two playoff teams and it's going to be an entertaining game. So uh, I'm looking forward to it. I don't have a strong feel. I If I had to pick, I would take the Rams, but uh, – but we'll see. All right, that does it for this edition of Cashing Out. We will be back next week where we will do more on the college football bowl games. We'll catch you next Monday.